Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Cuz You Don't Know Football. As you can see, guys, it is officially scully season out here in New York. It's cold. So I woke up this morning, went to the gym, and I said, oh, no, we're going to make changes now. <laughs> so that's where we at. So for those who are asking, yes, I'm keeping the scully on the whole time. And yes, and so to all of my aunts and uncles and, and, and everybody and teachers who said, are you going to keep that on the whole time? The answer is yes. All right. I'm happy. Let me stay in my happy place. <laughs> but it was a crazy week last week. Um, We're going to go in there. We're going we're gonna to get in there. We're going to talk about what happened last week. I actually have an apology this week. I have an apology I have to give this week. And you know, I talk, when I talk, I talk, okay? I speak how I speak, and if it's wrong, it's wrong. More times than right, it's not wrong. But if it's wrong, it's wrong. And this week, I'm giving a big apology. We'll get to that. Um, and we're going to just move in, you know? So let's just get straight uh, into what happened last week. All right? Let's talk about some... Okay. Let's start with that that nine thirty game that 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 highly anticipated game from this week. The Kansas City Chiefs they beat the Miami Dolphins twenty one to fourteen. Give us some stats before I tell you what I feel about this. Um, the Dolphins. Uh, Tua was twenty one to thirty four for one hundred ninety three yards, one touchdown, uh, uh, no picks. Uh, Raheem Mostert had 12 carries, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Nothing much else going on. Uh, Tyreek Hill had eight receptions for 62 yards. Uh, actually, um, Cedric Wilson was the guy who <clears throat> had the touchdown, and it was a bomb. It was one uh, reception for 31 yards. Good for him. So the Chiefs, uh, Pat, Pat was 20 of 30 for 185 yards, two touchdowns. No picks. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco uh, led them in rushing. 16 carries, 66 yards. No touchdowns there. And <laughs> actually, like, their wide receiver core, you know, I'm going straight into it. Listen, Kansas City's wide receiver core is awful. It's awful. It's been awful all last year. This is the second straight year, and it still has not mattered. Uh, my man, uh, what's his name? Rashi uh, uh, Rice. Actually, he had a touchdown last week, too. Good for him, man. Shout out to that guy. Um, he had a touchdown, and Jarek McKinnon had a touchdown receiving as well. Listen, man. If Kansas City does not win the Super Bowl this year, it's going to be because of those wide receivers. They have they have the best coach, the best quarterback, and a top five defense. If this wide receiver core drops the ball, we going, it's going to be all their fault. And that's all I really got to say about Kansas City. Um, because they find a way to win with this mediocre. This is a terrible, this isn't mediocre. Mediocre would be an upgrade compared to what this wide receiver core is. Um <clears throat> yeah, man. If they happen to pull this out, it's gonna be great. This is this is once again for the second straight year going to be the worst wide receiver core to win the Super Bowl, if I'm correct about them. So let's talk about these Miami Dolphins. All year, it's been so much hype about Miami. Miami this, Miami this. Remember they put, remember they put up seventy on on uh on Denver. 
They put up 70 points in one football game. Remember that? Seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? So right now, the Dolphins are 6-3. and three. They are 6-0 and oh against teams that are under 500, and they, and they are 0-3 oh against teams that are above 500, which is basically what I've been saying about them all year. You can figure them out. You can figure a good team is going to figure out. They were a team that relied on big plays and speed, and they did not want to grind. They don't want the grind game. Like I just told you, Kansas City's wide receivers are terrible. Their leading wide receiver, the leading wide receiver, had three receptions for for thirty four yards. For thirty four yards, that was it. Like what I'm saying is, the Dolphins are not prepared for a game in which they got to grind. I know the defense is good. I know they can put up a lot of points. When they play, every time this year they played a good team, they've lost because a good team can see what they don't want to do and they and put them in a situation where they don't want to be in. You know, I once again I went back and forth with uh, Nick earlier in the season. You telling me, oh, uh, two is the, you know, he's 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 the most accurate quarterback throwing quarterback or quarterback thrower of the football, however you want to say it, in the NFL. No, he's not. He 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 has a lot of weapons. And when you figure out how to eliminate those weapons from him, he comes back to the guy that we all knew he was. Okay? He's a good, he's a starter. He's an NFL starter. Nothing more. Okay? We'll see back about these Dolphins uh, a little bit later, but... I'm I, I'm not even interested in, in in talking about them. All right, so let's talk about this Raven Seahawks game, which I thought was going to be a little bit more competitive. Um, the Seahawks <laughs> lost to the Ravens, thirty-seven to three. So let's look at some stats of this game. <clears throat> Geno uh, Smith was thirteen twenty-eight, one hundred fifty-seven yards, no touchdowns and a pick. Kenneth Walker had sixteen yards rushing. And Jackson Smith and Jigba led them receiving with 63 yards. The Ravens, um, Lamar was 21 and 26, 187 yards, uh, no touchdowns, no picks. Um, Keaton Mitchell. Keaton Mitchell was nine uh, carries for 138 yards and a touchdown. And Gus, the Gus Bus had uh, two touchdowns as well. Mark Andrews led them with 80 yards, received uh, nine receptions for 80 yards, and Odell had a touchdown. You know what this year, what this year is reminding me of from Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens before um, Gus Bradley left the uh, Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen turned into this quarterback that we knew the talent was there, we knew the upside was there, but he was consistent. Listen. Lamar Jackson right now, his completion percentage is out of this world. You know, I'm and and I think that's a bigger stat to go by or go off of more than how many yards he's throwing for, how many, um, how many touchdowns it is, because the one we don't have a question about how many yards he could throw for. We never had a question about how many touchdowns he could score, he could throw for, run for, all of that. We had a question about his consistency and his completion percentage. And all year, he's been that. 
Now, of course, unfortunately, Patrick Mahomes. Now he like he probably will win the MVP because people are going to be tired of Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes is kind of the MVP of the league. But Lamar is showing. Listen, if it's one thing, because like in the summer, if you remember, in the summer, I was against. I wasn't against. I was not against paying Lamar all that money. My question was, what's the lie? And he's killing. He's he's killing that line right now. You know, I want to see it. We will keep an eye on it as the playoffs uh, come around and everything like that. But absolutely, absolutely, Lamar. Big ups to Lamar. I'm happy to see it. I'm happy you're doing what you're doing, bro. Keep it up. You know. Um. All right. Let's get into these, these uh, Cowboys and Eagles. So the Cowboys uh fall to the Eagles. The Eagles win uh twenty eight to uh twenty three. Um, and get a little bit of a hold on that NFC East. Uh, let's check out some stats. Dak was twenty nine and forty four for three hundred and seventy four yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Tony Pollard twelve carries for fifty one yards. He led them in rushing. Uh, CD had 11 receptions for 191 yards. And then, um, excuse me, and then Jake Ferguson had seven receptions for 91 yards and a touchdown. And uh, and Jalen Tolbert had another touchdown. He also had uh, about 49 yards receiving. For the Eagles, Jalen Hurts was 17 to 23, 207 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, they didn't have much on the ground. DeAndre Swift had 18 carries for 43 yards, but they did have two uh, rushing touchdowns, one from uh, Ken uh, Gainwell and, of course, uh, Jalen Hurts again. And uh, A.J. Brown had seven receptions for 64 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Devontae Smith had uh, 51 yards receiving and another touchdown. Um, When it comes to... Well, this game came down to so I'll say this: I had this game was kind of a pick'em game, and I and I'm not overreacting to the loss of Dallas or the victory of Philadelphia because I the only way that I overreact is if Philly sweeps Dallas. You know, I did I knew Dallas was not going to sweep Philly. I don't think Philly's going to sweep Dallas, so I think they're going to meet again, and I and I expect the result to be different. However. When the analysts talked about this game, they talked about the execution, the late game execution. It's been a, a fall or fault of Dallas for about like three years. They've been eliminated from the playoffs probably three straight years off of late game execution and their inability to do so. And it showed up again. When we went down the stretch, uh, like it shouldn't have been a, like, they should not have even been in position. The refs threw uh, uh, pass interference on one play. Then they did it on another play. And then it was like another – and then it was like an, another good completion. And in about like 20 seconds, they got down to like the 10-yard line. You got to cash that in. But what did they do? Then they get a penalty. They get a sack, you know. And now you're in a situation that you didn't want to be in. After all of that, that's exactly what everybody's talking about. So that execution, whether it's supposed to be better players or the players that are there are good enough and it's now the coaching and the coaches aren't putting them in the right position in those circumstances. 
however you want to spin it, Dallas has consistently shown when you need them to take a step up, they take a step down. And they've done that a lot. And I don't, and I, this year's not going to be any different to me. You've, you're literally looking at how Dallas is going to lose when they get to the playoffs because they're a playoff team. When they get to the playoffs, that's how they're going to lose. They're going to be competitive. They're going to show that they might even outplay the team that that they that they lose to. And in the stretch, down the stretch, is going to be penalties and turnovers and sacks and and that's and that's what it is, you know. So I do. I, I mean, I'm not against Dallas. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm really not against Dallas. I just think we've seen this. And to act like we have not seen this, I think, is it's criminal, you know, because you're hyping up something that shouldn't be hyped up, you know? Dallas Dallas is, is, is another team just like Miami. I don't – they don't have – Dallas up to this point does not have an impressive victory all year if you look at it now at this point. They don't. So, cool, beat up on the teams that you're supposed to beat up on, but, you know, let's see. All right, moving on. The Cincinnati Bengals uh, did, in fact, beat, again, the Buffalo Bills, 24-18. Josh Allen was 26-38, 258 yards, one touchdown, one pick. He also led them in rushing with eight carries for 44 yards and a touchdown. Stephon Diggs had eight, six receptions for 86 yards and touchdown. Um, and Dalton Kincaid, 10 receptions, 81 yards. And that's basically what went on there. Joe Burrow was 31 of 44 for 348 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, not much on the ground. Joe Mixon was 14 carries for 37 yards, but he did have a touchdown. T. Higgins. Had eight receptions for 110 yards. Uh, and they did a great job of taking away Jamar Chase all year. I told y'all before this game even started, the Bengals have the Bills number, okay? The Bengals have the Bills number. The, ba the Bills do not want to see that this is the second team that the Bills do not want to see in the playoffs. They don't want to see Kansas City, definitely. And they don't want to see Cincinnati, okay? Those are two teams that are better. Right now, right now, if the if the playoffs started right now, Buffalo would be out of the playoffs. Now, is that going to stay that way? No. We could take a deep breath and we could, you know, see how you mean what's gonna happen. But Buffalo, Buffalo don't want to see Cincinnati. That's my side from Buffalo. Buffalo, you got you gotta figure out who you are. You gotta get consistent at whatever it is that you're trying to be consistent at. Because we don't know. Does, like, I want to see it in the comments. Does anybody know who Buffalo is? What's their identity? We know it's Josh Allen. Is it Josh Allen or bust? Is it Josh Allen to to Diggs or bust? Or like, what like what is their identity? Because week to week, it's like they're finding ways to lose games and they're moving downward. Even in the even when we picked in the summertime, if you remember the playoff predictions that we picked. I picked Buffalo to win the division, but I wasn't sold on that. You know, I didn't know how I really felt on it. And I didn't know if it was something that I felt like was like they are that team or it's just a comfort pick. And I'm just uncomfortable picking a team to beat this name, you know, but I digress on that. 
But in terms of the Bengals, I done told y'all the Bengals are back. Okay. Joe Burrow is back. The Bengals are back. And honestly, it had I wasn't sure about this game, but if I like now looking at it, if we would have did the 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 way too early playoff predictions like this week, I might I might have had a different outcome. I don't know about the Bengals and and the Ravens in the AFC North. Now I'm not too sure. I'll keep what I think is going to happen in playoffs, but I told you both teams are going to be in, but. He, Joe Burrow's back. That that his calf is healed. That calf strain is healed. It, it takes about like two months. He had a setback on it. He played through it. They went, you know, they went. They they only lost three games in it while he was figuring this out. And I just I just think I mean you you go you go back to back weeks. You beat the 49ers and then you come back and you beat uh, the Bills. Like if if you're still if you still have questions about them. You just don't like them right now. And I understand, and it's cool, but that's basically what it is. Okay, guys. We can take a deep breath. That, that was, what week we in? I don't even know what week we in right now. That was week nine. That was week nine in the books. Okay? Oh, I got sneezed. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. All right. So, two things that I did want to touch on from this week. First of all, I want to give a big shout out to Antonio Pierce. Um, I've been a fan of Antonio Pierce. Um, actually, I was a big fan of his when the Giants beat the um, beat the uh, the Patriots um, in the Super Bowl, the, the year that the the Patriots were seventeen and zero. And I hoped and wished that that was not going to be the case. Man, Antonio Pierce and, and the New York Giants came through and they shocked the world. And he's doing it again. He said, he said, he said he's had butterflies three times in his career. His first game, that Super Bowl, and the first time that he coached. He was the head coach. And I think he's I think he's turned out all I think he's three for three, you know, at this point. You know, shout out to Antonio Pierce. Um, and just like he said. Being a black coach, having a black uh, general manager and a black president of, of, of operations, of the president of the operations, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. So who he is, what he stands for, you know, I, I can't say enough about him. I, I'm hoping for another victory for him, you know. Um, I know I'm, I'm over here. I'm actually – I actually just recognize it. I'm actually in black and, and, and uh, silver – Right now, I look like I'm a Raiders fan. I'm not, but I'm really rooting for him. You know what I mean? Especially, especially now that we can prove that Josh McDaniels is really a terrible head coach. He's one of the worst head coaches. The only time he ever won, he cheated. And DJ Moore, was it DJ Moore? DJ Moore, DJ Moore. DJ Moore definitely said it. They went they went six and oh when he when he was the head coach of the Broncos. They went six and no, and then they couldn't win another game. And he said he found out, oh, we was cheating. They was cheating. Okay. That's what it is. So he so so he fucked over my Colts. And I didn't want his ass anyway. First of all, I never wanted his ass anyway. But he fucked over my Colts. 
and said he's going to be there, then says, oh, I'm going to just go back. Then he gets his opportunity to be a coach and shows again he's terrible. We, we were so glad that you didn't choose. Just Beyonce say, what goes around comes around, and you was the best thing we never had, okay? We are, or should I say, we are the best thing you never had, okay? I'm, we, I'm glad that you made that choice. It's awful. I don't ever want to hear about him. If he gets another head coaching uh, uh, try, we need to have some more conversations. And that's all I'm saying. But Josh McDaniels is terrible. And I'm glad that Antonio Pierce showed that he's a better head coach than you'll ever be. Shout out to Antonio Pierce, man. I'm so I'm so proud of you. Not to say that I'm on any level to say that I'm proud of you. But as as black men, I'm very proud of what you just accomplished, man. And I want to see more uh from you, man. You've never, you've never underachieved. All right, guys. I gotta admit something. <clears throat> I gotta admit something. So uh, let me just let me just get to the um the stats because I have to make an apology. Okay. So I have to make an apology. When this season started, we looked at um right after the draft. Excuse me. Let me say that again so that part can get edited out. When this season started, we looked at the the draft that just happened, and some of the things that I said, I said that, you know, some of these quarterbacks are going to be busts. Well, one, I was absolutely wrong about. C.J. Stroud, you are not a bust, and you proved me completely incorrect. And I was completely wrong about thinking, about doubting your skills, Okay. So let me just go back and clarify why I said what I said, though. Coming out of Ohio State, as I told you, I'm adjusting. I'm, I'm, I'm admitting it, too. I'm adjusting to this new NFL where these top quarterbacks are going to major schools. Every time before the last five years or so where a quarterback went to a major school, he ended up being a bust. My theory on that is, well, while when he was in college, if you went to USC or uh, or to U or or Ohio State or Texas or or Oklahoma or you see where Florida, you see where I'm going with this. You had more talent than everybody else. Your offensive line was better than the opposing team's defensive line. Your defensive line was better than the opposing team's offensive line. Your wide receivers and your weapons are better than the cornerbacks and, and the defenses you were going against. And the cornerbacks that you have on your roster are better than the wide receivers that they have to stop. So at no point in college did you have to work on something to figure out ways to win. It was never really on you to win a game where guys that went to these smaller schools, they have to play these schools. Now they lost all the time, but the fact of the matter is they played close. And a lot of schools that were good for a period of time or for like a year, you know, you, you kind of can see why they were because they had this quarterback. So you could take Eli Manning with Ole Miss. You could take, um, you could take Ben Roethlisberger with uh, Miami, Ohio. You could take um, Drew Brees. You could say Drew Brees coming from um, coming from Purdue. You know, you could take Jay Cutler coming from Vanderbilt. 
You know, there's a, there's a long list of it. But these schools that were good for like a year, and then as soon as this guy leaves, and they're like, you hear about him, and they're like, how did they get to number five in the country? They don't have anybody. It's because they that quarterback has a gift to uplift stuff, okay? And they had to work on that for three to four years, and they come into the league a lot more ready to take less talent and move it forward. Moving back into C.J. Stroud, the Houston Texans suck. Okay, they're like they're in playoff uh, uh, position. I don't know how this year plays off uh, is going to play out, but it doesn't take all day to recognize sunshine. He is carrying this roster. So when I look at when I look at his stats, uh, week one he throws for four hundred and seventy yards and five touchdowns. Then um, 140 yards, 199 yards, 250 yards, 306 yards, 280 yards, 384 yards, 242 yards. That's what he's done against it. And, and the teams that he's done that to, uh, you got Tampa Bay. Carolina's a, a really good defense. New Orleans has a really good defense. Pittsburgh has a good defense. Uh, Baltimore has another uh, good defense. And the Colts have a good defense as well. So these are just some of the teams that he's been able to do this with. He is taking a little bit of talent and making them look better. I still have my eye on what it looks like to pay you and and you know see things. I want you. I want to still see you develop your game and everything, because um, the league is going to catch up and we want to see what's going to happen after that. With that said, C.J. Stroud, I was a hundred percent wrong. You are not a bust and you are balling. And I was wrong. I'm putting you and Joe Burrow as the, the y'all get a picture of, yeah, you went to a big school and you was just that good. And that in that school, even though it had all that talent, would not be what they were without you. So salute to CJ Stroud. Keep doing your thing, young brother. And, you know, we're going to see what's going on in, in, in the future with you. You see. You see, you see, people always say it's hard for me to to admit that I'm wrong and and apologize for it. I don't think I'm. I think I can admit that I'm wrong when I'm wrong, if I'm wrong. You know, I you know, I, I think I think the best thing that I can say about me is I always go with the highest information. C.J. Stroud presented new information. We, you know, Joe Burrow presented new information and went against what the data says, what the graph, if you did a graph, you know, you, you know, you do a graph and you do the points, it points towards something. And it those, that's the conclusion that you come, that you come through. At least that's how I've come to conclusions. When you start seeing more, I'm happy to see it. You know what I mean? So, so let's see what happens there. Okay. So let's get our, our week 10 games of the week. Can I say this? I heard rumblings that, and I'm, I mean, we want to say I heard rumblings of if New England loses to to my Colts this week, that Bill Belichick would be fired or could potentially be fired. I think that would be such poetic justice. And I would love for Bill Belichick to lose to us and then lose his job because he put us through so much everything that I feel about Spygate, everything I feel about their 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 Super Bowls, you know, I don't really hold the flip gate against them, but just like what is going on with them, boy, I would love for us to beat up to 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 go in there, take care of New England, and and get Bill Belichick 
to fuck up out of there. Like, that would be great. So, in the game of the week, this is more of a personal one. I'm going with the Colts over the Patriots. And I want to see it. I want to see it bad. I want to see that bad. I got a little I got a little excited. I'm okay. Okay. So next game. Browns at Ravens. When did the Browns and Ravens play already? I'm not sure if the Browns and Ravens played already. Let me take a look at that. Give me one second. They did, and the Ravens won. It was in, it was in Cleveland, and they won pretty bad. Um, I think this is another good game. I think this is a game that Cleveland needs. I think they could bounce back. I'm taking Cleveland in this game, not because I think that they're better than Baltimore in any stretch. I, Division games, second game, they get to respond from and learn from how they won. Um, let's see. But if the Ravens win this, I, I I might have to change my tune on where I feel as though the Ravens' ceiling is because this is this is the team that don't like you, and you beat them and embarrassed them. So if you beat them again, then that's consistency, baby. <laughs> Um, next up, we got 49ers at Jaguars. It's in Jacksonville, and 49ers coming off of a three-game skid, and they had a week off. There's no question in my mind, I think the 49ers are going to win this game. There's no question in my mind. Uh, I'm taking the 49ers um, to handle business. They got a week off. They had to, you know, three straight – Four games straight, that would be that would be crazy. So no, I'm 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 picking the 49ers in that game. Um ooh, there's actually some interesting games. Uh Lions Chargers. I think the Chargers need this game more. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but if they win this game, that might be that would be a very big push for them to get into the playoffs and build momentum. Um so I'll go I guess I'll go with the Chargers on on this game. You know? And you know what? Fuck it. I'm throwing it on there too. The Texans and Bengals. Not because I think it's it's like a crazy game. It's just the Texans have played good enough to earn they have played good enough as a unit to earn to be talked about on this list. So um, I do think the Bengals are going to win, but I told you I talk about teams. If you do something, exceed some, you know, exceed where you are playing another good team, we're going to talk about it. So, so ladies and gentlemen, that was the show. We did this together. It was just us today. It was just us today. Second week back to back. It's just us. Listen, we got an apology. See, see what happens when we when when we get to be by ourselves. We get to we get to. To a lot of realizations, we get to apologize and we get to the feelings, you know, we get to the feelings. So, so that's that. But this is the end of uh week nine going into week 10. I'm very excited about these week this weekend. There's gonna be a lot of games on here. So, once again, 
You can check us out. Spotify, YouTube for the full episodes. Then check us out on, on, on uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. We all over the place. We blowing up right now. And like I say every week, and I try to tell people, they never listen to me until they come here and they figure it out. Because you don't know football. Yo, just like the man Martin said, I see you when I see you. Peace.